The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, available on all platforms and YouTube, he's the Apex Podcaster. He's the wise owl of professional wrestling. He smells better than dude love with Sex Panther on. He's the king of fantasy booking. He is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. He is Omega Luke, and you're listening to the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. How are you doing, guys? My name is indeed Omega Luke, the wise owl of professional wrestling. And all the rumors that have been going around is true. I do indeed smell better than dude love with Sex Panther on. But enough of talking about me. I welcome the guest today. And actually, I'm going to go out and say it right now. Probably my new favorite guest that I've ever had on the podcast. Shazza McKenzie was an absolute darling to speak to. Hilariously funny. And from what was supposed to be just a 25-minute chat, because it was very late in Australia where she was recording, turned into an hour of great conversation about her and her career. You will fall in love with Shazza from this interview, I promise you that. And if you don't already, you'll want to follow her journey from now on like I do too. And of course, if you already have followed her journey, you'd know that she has indeed appeared on NXT TV a couple of times, both on the TV tapings, like I said, against Emma in 2015, who is actually her good friend, and Kyrie Sane in the summer last year in 2018. So before I bring you this interview, just to let you know what's coming up tomorrow on the YouTube channel. It's back indeed. Hashtag fantasy booking faction. Long awaited return is back. And this time I'm recording it just it just a spotlight section for the YouTube channel. So it'll be its own episode on the YouTube. So you can see me pick my favorites on there. So go check that out and see if you're Hashtag Fantasy Booking Faction made the spotlight. And watch out for my tweets in the future to be a part of them going forward. And on Friday, my video with the lovely Xenia from Moscow, Russia, will release where we answered your would you rather questions as well as never have I ever questions on Xenia's channel, which is honestly a lot of fun to watch and really interesting, I think, to see the comparison of answers between male and female wrestling fans uh, for these answers. I thought it was the thing that I picked up the most on while recording that. But she is an incredible content creator and for the first time working together, I think that was very entertaining, so don't miss that. As for next Monday, the plan is on the podcast to invite my good friends Josh and Stu from the Josh and Stu Wrestling Podcast onto the podcast to review the whole of the Fantasy Booking League which indeed they were a part of, of course. And that is in preparation because in two Mondays' time, the winner of the Fantasy Bucking League, Royally Rumbled, my first ever champions, will be defending their championship for the first time. And that is against the Rock Cry Guy, Nev, who is unbeaten in Fantasy Bucking matches. So I can't wait to see how that goes. Two unbeaten guys going one-on-one. But that's all the things I believe I need to tell you about so without further ado, please enjoy my amazing interview with the hardcore girl, Shazza McKenzie. What's up, IMLP, and you are listening to Wrestling Luke Omega Podcast, maybe. I think I fucked it up, but anyways, you should subscribe. 
Welcome everyone to another Omega Luke interview. I am very excited to bring to you my guest at this time. She's been making a name for herself all over the globe. It's Shazza McKenzie. Shazza, welcome. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm very good. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I don't know why I said welcome to you, but yes, hello. Well, thank you for having <laughs> me. I'm, I'm good today. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for, for coming on anyway. I, I hope you've had a great weekend, a busy one I've had, and... What have, what have you been up to anyway this weekend? You've been training, wrestling. What's your schedule been like? Um, this weekend uh, we had uh, at Newcastle Pro Wrestling. Not to be the Newcastle is a place in Australia as well. Not to be confused. Yeah, we yeah. have Newcastle uh, on the other side of the world. So we have a Newcastle Pro Wrestling. We had our um, first ever Invictus tournament, which was the concept of that is that it was a uh, trios tournament. So it started with uh, eight trios, and then the um, the we did qualifying matches over the last few months and then we had final four tr- matches. Um, so, but each team was a heavyweight, a middleweight and a female. So it was just a really fun, like thing to do, but I, I got eliminated in the, well, not the first round cause we'd already passed into the like final four, Yeah, but I was, I got eliminated in the semifinals then I guess. Yeah. But um, for anyone that had only attended that night, it looked like I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really cool concept, oh, well. though. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. So, like, what happens is at the end, like, the tournament, they get these um, gauntlets. Yeah. Um, and you basically, so each person gets a gauntlet, and whenever they want, um, they can throw down the gauntlet and get a shot at their title that they're representing or sort of like a cash. In. What the the one for the yeah yeah like a money in the bank but for three people and um, yeah. No, I really like that concept because I I spoke to um, the guy who owns Warrior Wrestling and he told me about um, a concept he came up for for his champion. Um, I can't... War War of Attrition match. So it was 4v4 and then the winner of that match then splits into two and they have a 2v2 and then the winner of that match, the the winner, the the two winners, have a singles match and that's how they decided their champion. And so I really like, yeah, like different concepts. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's not just like, oh, we'll uh, do like a tournament that's just like, oh, these people or like, I don't know, whatever people do these days. Tournaments are very big these days, but yeah. usually like the single people tournaments, the trios tournaments aren't as popular yet, but they're getting there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to speak to you about a, a trios tournament later on because you've been <laughs> part of one before, the Chikara uh, King of Trios. <laughs> yes. Um, big fan of Chikara. And well, I'm ve- anyway, I'm very happy that you've come on and taken the time to to join me today. Hopefully, fans of yours can sort of get to know you a little bit more um, as as people um, and who people who are less aware of you uh, want to check out your stuff and and from my yeah. chat today and and just all around and enjoy it anyway. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, obviously, as you can tell, listening, you are from Australia. Where in the last sort of three to four years, it's been a bit of a hotbed area for for wrestling talent. We've seen a lot of um, oceanic talent come through. Um, what's your story getting into wrestling in Australia? Um, so I've been wrestling for ten years now, so um, a long time. And so when I started wrestling in Australia, we were not anywhere near being well known by any none of us were well known none of us were 
they, no, no, there was no hype about. There was probably no internet. There was internet, uh, not that old. But <laughs> just on the outback. <laughs> but but I had a I had a wrestling MySpace, so I am kind of old. Like I had a Shazza McKenzie MySpace, so that just to give an idea of the different time of, of life it was back then. Yeah. Um, but back then, like the idea of in Australia, like the idea of any of, of us. Uh, like being signed by WWE or anything like that was just so like you would just laugh at the person if they were like, yeah, I'm going to go get signed by WWE. We're like, yeah, okay, right, mate. Like no one knows what we're doing down here. We're so far away from the entire world. Like nobody cares. Um, and then Tennille did it and we we're all like, oh, oh, we can. This is an option. Yeah. Like we can try. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then suddenly we were all like, Oh, let, like we we haven't we have a chance. So we were, everyone just went like like, and I think like not that it's all it was all Tanil like because before Tanil, uh, Madison and Tanil herself and Kelly Skater and um, Madison uh, Eagles were all going over to Shimmer and stuff um, already, uh, and we'd ha- so few people had ventured out already. But it wasn't until like Tanil got signed that people were like okay we have like they might pay attention to something that we do down here we're not just these completely like it's not just what nobody cares and nobody sees like and especially with the growing internet that's gosh the internet has helped so much (laughs) leaps and bounds because it's very very far to get to australia from like from the u.s from la which is the closest part that you can fly from that's 13 hours to get from Sydney to LA or 15 hours if you're going from LA to Sydney for some reason because the wind or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then like to get to the UK from Australia, like you can't do that in one flight. Like you have to, you have to have a stopover in like Dubai or something. So it ends up being like 30 something hours. So like it was, and flights were so much more expensive back then. So it was very hard for any of us to get noticed. Um, but then I guess we all kind of were just like, we got to do what we got to do. And like a bunch of us started just taking all our life savings and going overseas and trying to make something of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and people were just like, you guys are idiots. You're going to ruin your lives and you're not going to have real jobs and everything's going to go to shit. And we were like, yeah, probably, but yeah. uh, y'all won't. a chance, yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> got to do what we got to do. Yeah, because, you know, you like you said, flights aren't cheap. You know, you're talking um, in British pounds is is a close to a £1,000 to fly to Australia. Um, and you're lucky yeah. to get a return ticket for that. So, you know, being a, an independent wrestler, probably in Australia, you probably had to work like another full-time job because um, that's probably what people over here did 10 years ago as well, like, independent wrestlers not having a full-time job is pretty unheard of unless you're one of like the five big names of british independent wrestling 10 years ago but um Mm. you know to to have enough things so you you want to do it and take a chance on yourself and and risk it all that's a big thing because you know a thousand pound for for someone over here it's a lot of money to take a chance on yourself. Just oh, to be it's, said. it's a lot of money for anyone. <laughs> yeah, just to be said, like uh, maybe next time, you know, it's 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 a big risk. Yeah, no, it's it's very scary. Um, everything that 
everyone like everyone that just packed up their lives and moved to England. The good thing about England and why there's so many of us over in England is it's a lot easier for us to get into that country legally. Yeah. Not that I go in, I don't go into America illegally. Please don't like get me arrested or anything, but just <laughs> you're you're the immigration is a lot nicer and a lot easier to just be like, "Hey, come live in our country. That's fine." Yeah. Whereas America's like, "Please don't come live in our country. Yeah, we yeah. don't want Especially you." Especially now. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, please." Yeah. Please. So growing up in so, Australia then, did you yes. get to to go to any live wrestling shows or was it just like watching wrestling on the TV which made you sort of fall in love with it? And what was the independent scene like when you you were growing up and before you got into wrestling there? Well, I, I started watching wrestling quite late. So I started watching when I was uh, like 15, 16. So quite late, especially for a female. Um, but the second I was like, like the second I watched wrestling and was like, this is, this is everything that I'm about. Like it was everything that I'm about. And I went to every local show that I could find and there was 10 people in the crowd and I was one of them. And my parents used to take me cause my friends wouldn't go with me. And then I didn't have any friends anymore because I just wanted to go to wrestling shows and I didn't <laughs> want to go out and get drunk. So it was very weird. Um, so my parents used to take me to wrestling shows and they would drive me like two hours to these shows because nothing's ever anywhere near me. No. Um, and, but, that, but they were very against me being a wrestler. So they wouldn't like, I didn't have a license and the only school that I knew of in my like town or in Sydney, it's not a town, it's a, quite a large city, but the only one that I knew of was over an hour's drive away yeah. from where I live. Um, so and my parents were like, they didn't want me to be a wrestler. So they they weren't, they were like, we're not going to drive you to be a wrestler. Like, we'll drive you to the show so you can watch it, but that's fine. But like, we don't want you to be a wrestler. Like, you're going to get over this. You're going to decide to be a computer technician or something silly. So, something's going to change. Um, so I didn't start training until I got my license and bought a car. So I like, my fun story is that when I was 16, so after about a year of watching wrestling and being like, this is what I want to do, I quit my job. I, I didn't quit my job. I didn't have a job. I quit school and was like, <laughs> I'm just going to get a job and save up lots of money and be a wrestler and it's going to be great and going to be easy. And it was not easy because 16-year-olds are not good with money. Um, no. <laughs> so it took a little while to get the car and to get the license because I got distracted with other 16-year-old things. <laughs> But we got there eventually. Yeah, well, I'm 26. I'm still bad with money, so it's <laughs> it's not all bad. Um, I was looking some of through some of your your history of matches online, and it's it's awesome to see how you've been having matches with women who we now consider to be some of the best on the indie scene right now with yourself. So I like I noticed in like 2012 you had matches at Shimmer with like Mercedes Martinez, Rio Riley, and Vader Scott. How great is it? Like seven years later. <laughs> women's wrestling is at its highest point right now and those names are still shining at the top with you still yeah so it's funny that you mention um Rhea and uh vader because um my first shimmer trip i think it was both i think it was like this it was Rhea's second trip but the first trip she was on she was only on sparkle um and i think same with vader she had, she would had only been on Sparkle or she'd had like one match at the taping beforehand. Um, and then also uh, Bailey, who it was her second um, shimmer taping at the time. 
And so we were like the new kids there and we just gravitated towards each other. So every now and then I remember like, um, cause I, I still have like when Rhea's there and stuff, we still room together and stuff because like that was, we just gravitated to get together and we we're just like, we're the babies. We're all going to die. What's happening. Oh no, somebody save us. Um, but like there was this, uh, taping and I think and I had uh I had my first main event for Shimmer and she was in this match with Mickey James and we both just got back to the hotel and we're just like what the hell like can you imagine us like four years ago when we were like scared to like look at people in the eye like it was just crazy so it was, yeah it's been like really Mickey cool James, yeah yeah, like, and she was just like, I just wrestled Mickey James. Like, oh, no, she was on Mickey James's team. She was just like, I just, just team with Mickey James. That's just, that just happened. And I was like, yeah, I just, uh, just casually main evented Shimmer. It just, no apparent reason. That just happened. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, now, it's amazing. We're seeing, like, yourself and, and, uh, those names still around at the top in these companies. And it's still great to see because now we're at the, like, the highest point of women's wrestling's ever been right now the spotlight's on women's wrestling massively these these companies are are, are thriving right now with people wanting to get involved wanting to watch uh women's wrestling and we're still seeing you guys there yeah well it's like it's it gets harder like it's yeah. not that it gets harder it's just like for example where i train i train with uh pwa pro wrestling australia um at the pro wrestling academy in sydney and it's the same school that um billy and peyton came from and so we all started around the same time uh, but for years at pwa it was just me madison eagles billy and peyton and then like they left and then i was kind of like oh my god i'm <laughs> what am i doing with my yeah. life and i had like this kind of like do i either like give up now or do i just go harder than i've ever gone before and i chose to just go harder than i ever went before and then suddenly this big boom in women's wrestling happened uh, and like now we have i think we have like seven or eight girls in training and we have like a bunch of girls on shows and stuff like and it's crazy because for years it was just like oh cool just gonna wrestle jesse mckay again because that's the only match anyone can ever think to do because that's the <laughs> only girl around to wrestle so we'll just wrestle 500 times um which is like great love wrestling her but like now there's just so much more opportunity and there's so many more people and there's like so many more girls and they're so hungry and it makes me hungrier and like it makes me more creative because i have all these new people and different circumstances and different stories that i can tell and that just motivates me to keep going and yeah like that's why i've always loved going to america so much because like in australia there was always there was a few of us and it was really fun and we worked really hard but when i go to america i have this whole like complete smorgasbord of women that i could never have even imagined like that i can now wrestle and it just open so many more possibilities and yeah some of them aren't going to be great matches like some of them you're gonna be like yeah this is going to be great and then it just doesn't work like <laughs> but every now like th then you get those really special matches where you're just like oh my god Everything like clicked. i'm so glad that i'm here like and the, like i could never i would never have experienced this if i hadn't traveled to do this yeah definitely well you mentioned um billy and peyton and i seen your tweet about 
the the chamber match last night the the tag team belts what did you think of that because i've seen obviously you wrote a very emotional tweet <laughs> yeah. about it i was well i was trying to like avoid spoilers while i because i was i was at work this morning because pay-per-views air at like 11 a.m our time apparently um <laughs> so i was at work but I was like on my phone and I was like, don't, don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. But then I couldn't help myself and I needed to, cause I just needed to know. Um, so I knew that they didn't win, but I was, and I was like, it's okay. I can still watch the match. And I, I thought it was really cool. Like it was just like, it's such a cool thing. Cause as, especially with them and I know with Bailey and Sasha, like I know how much they wanted these women's tag belts. Like, they have literally been talking about it for years and years and years. So I know how important this was. Um, and it's, it's seeing those girls get to be a part of history in that way is just, oh, it, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And they did some really fun stuff. And when Naya and Tamina threw them around by their hair, it was hilarious and I loved it. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, the match itself was really good. And I think WWE did... A really good job last night at Elimination Chamber, giving the fans sort of what they wanted without giving it all, and everyone yeah. came away like absolutely loving it. Like the the Sasha and Bailey, I think anyone would have just been happy as long as it wasn't Nia and Tamina. Like mm. I think that was really the case from looking at wrestling Twitter and the the end match as well with with Kofi um, putting in a, a great show and you know coming so close and and putting. Uh, Daniel Bryan to the limit like people were just happy that Kofi Kingston was getting recognized and we went out uh, of the pay-per-view looking at Kofi Kingston for a good couple of minutes um, getting cheered by the fans and no one else around so I think WWE did a really good job last night but I, I mentioned the the new tag team belts because I want to ask for your opinion of, of something um, being a women's wrestler right now uh, that I, I sort of mentioned the other day off the cuff and I got quite a reaction from it from Twitter and, and the, the podcast that I said it on. And so WWE sort of made these these tag team belts um, sort of just appeared out of nowhere from everyone sort of wanting it and asking for it. Uh, a lot of like the wrestling community asking for it. And the whole women's revolution in WWE and, and with Nia entering the, the men's rumble recently and the mixed match challenge. So we know sort of like WWE are, are like sort of into intergender wrestling right now. And are sort of saying it's okay. Do you think that it would have made a bigger statement before these women's tag belts came along if a woman or a team with a women in or a women's team won the actual Raw or Smack SmackDown tag team championships? Do you think that would have made like a bigger impact before they brought in these WWE uh, women's tag belts? I think we're still a long, long way away from WWE doing a proper intergender wrestling match. Yeah. Um, I know we have, like, the Mixed Max Challenge and stuff, but that's still very much the tag in and out. And, yeah. like, so, like, I, like, the Nia Jax stuff was cool and it was perfect and it was great, but, like, I still feel like we're so like I I in my opinion we probably will never see it <laughs> in yeah. our like lifetime if ever um, because I just think it's something that they don't want to touch and to that extent which it, it which is 
I like I and I can like I completely understand why they don't want to touch it. I understand that they have sponsors and they have these people in this in the world that aren't in wrestling that will not accept it and will like completely shun it no matter what. Yeah. So I get that. Um so I I like I I think it would have been cool like as a former tag team champion with a guy myself like I know that was really cool and that was really fun to do but I understand why they went the route of uh the women's women having their own tag titles yeah and they have so many teams and they have they have so many options of stories that they can build and do with that division um that it would seem silly to me to put them into the the guy I, I think the girls do so well on their own in WWE that they don't need to be put into the intergender stuff because there is so many girls they have like I don't know 90 girls contracted that's probably an exaggeration but they have a lot <laughs> of girls like they have a full ro- like they have a, a male sized roster of girls that yeah. they could do stuff with so I don't think that they need to do the intergender stuff yeah well definitely I mean, especially because the, the, they don't want to <laughs> yeah i mean the the tag team belts really were called for um from not only the wrestlers but from people who wrestle fans because we we want to see these these wrestlers do more stuff and you know there's just we, we were just watching pointless tag matches on raw or smackdown mm. with women's wrestlers why not give them a title and, and, and a, yeah. a storyline and, and and make it work like that so um yeah i definitely appreciate your your opinions on that but i can you sort of like changed it in my in my opinion from what you said there i, I can completely understand and and made me sort of realize yeah probably the women's tag belts um as as long as it took for us to get them was probably definitely needed because we have a huge roster so much talent and as as fans we want to see them do more and, and be used yeah. in, in storylines a lot more instead of just pointless tag matches because we just need to get them on the card. So, yeah, definitely. Exactly, because now instead of having you you've, instead of having two people fighting over what the women's belt, the uh, SmackDown belt, two people fighting over the um, Raw belt, now you can have another eight people in storylines fighting over these tag belts. Like you, It just gives people more things to do and yeah. more... More screen time, more wrestling, more matches, more purpose. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm a big promoter of another company that you work for that I mentioned earlier, and that's Chikara. Uh, you entered yes. the King of Trios tournament. How did you find your time in the wonderful world of Chikara? Oh, oh, I like. Um, so I'm like a huge like Chikara is my life. Um, <laughs> when I in 2012, um, the first time I went to America, I went to Shimmer. Uh, what I did was I quit my job, took all my life savings, and went and lived in Philadelphia for two months and trained at the Wrestle Factory. Yeah. Um, and wanted, with the hope of wrestling on Shikara, and didn't get the chance to wrestle on Shikara at the time. I went to a bunch of Shikara shows and did a bunch of ring crew, and I got to watch it all live, and I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, I got to do a Wrestling is Fun show. So that was that was close. It was like, I was like, oh, this kind of same, same, but different. Yeah. Um, so... When I, like, I legitimately, because uh, I had emailed about the idea of, like, uh, me and Madison and Jess being a tag team because 
where the three girls from Australia that have trained at the Wrestle Factory and like we're all friends and we're all from Shimmer and we're all like we have so much in common where they're like legitimately my best friends they were all in my bridal party in my wedding like um so um and I'd emailed uh, about doing it and when I got the response back it was like 4am and I was at the gym and I was like on the cross trainer and like my now husband was like next to me and I just started crying and he's just like what the fuck are you like <laughs> what's going on and I'm like <laughs> I'm like showing him the email and says oh yeah that'd be lovely like it wasn't even like it wasn't like yes we want you it was like yeah cool whatever Good like, idea. <laughs> I was like oh, this is the greatest thing ever this is happening um so like yeah going like being at trios being like my first match at shikara was the main event of king of trios night one like that's insane like absolutely insane how did you Um, find working with the genius mike quackenbush did you learn things that you wouldn't have learned anywhere else under him he's the smartest human in the like we um so like most people at the Pro Wrestling Academy PWA, not most people, but a lot of us have traveled to Shikara, to the Wrestle Factory to learn from him. Um, but we're so obsessed with him and his learnings that uh, in October 2017, we flew him to Australia for a week just to train us. <laughs> um, like, he didn't, he didn't wrestle. He literally came and just trained us for like six days straight. Um, felt really bad we like got him straight off the plane and we're like yep cool you're straight to training like he would he was dead by the end of it (laughs) um but like his knowledge is so invaluable he's so smart he's so uh he's just like he sees things so differently to anyone else um and he has a way of explaining things that make you really think about things and i feel like it opens my mind and i start thinking of all these ideas that i wouldn't have previously have thought of and I start looking at wrestling in different ways and I just like I yeah and then obviously he knows lots of really 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 cool chain wrestling and flippy stuff yeah that I mean I he's, like to learn. he's down the <laughs> performance center in NXT like every year and he and you see people like yeah. Alexa Bliss who's one of the the best women's wrestlers in WWE posting like oh I learned so much today from Mike Quackenbush and it, it, it just seems like he's just a genius yeah, no, he's he's amazing. Yeah, and any they... any wrestler that's listening to this who hasn't read his book or listened to his podcast, go do that immediately. Yeah. It is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and my favorite human being in the world of wrestling also works down in Chikara, and that is Bryce Remsberg. Uh, big oh, shout out to what Bryce. a delightful man! Yeah, I had him on the podcast. He was an absolute delight, and I absolutely loved him. He's he's so funny. He's absolutely brilliant. So next time you go down to Chikara, Shazza, if you can. Say a big hello to Bryce Remsberg for me. That would be great. I will. No worries. I'll see him at Shimmer as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about I'll that. See him yeah. All the... yeah. But you mentioned PWA. Um, that's sort of yes. like your local company who you sort of grew yeah. up with, I suppose, in the world of wrestling. Um, yeah. You are the current champion at PWA. Am I Am I correct in saying I, that for I am nearly current, two years current now? current women's champion, yes, at yeah. PWA. So nearly but two I'm years a... with that belt. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on a mission because it's been I've been told that I can't call myself a real champion until I hold uh, the PWA heavyweight title. So I'm currently on a mission to prove a point, and um, I beat 
Tree Hugger Lucci at our last event, uh, and I've got a match with a bigger opponent in Tyler Payne this Friday to keep proving my point until I get a number one contenders match, and then I'll get myself a title shot and hopefully be able to call myself a champion. <laughs> Double champion, unify the belts. That'll be the first time yeah. ever. That'll be good, yeah. Are there any names That's in PWA we should be aware of for the future? Any big names coming for you, do you reckon? Oh, my gosh. Um, everyone that trains at our school is phenomenal. Um, there's our whole... Um, so, uh, Maddie Wahlberg, who just took part in uh, the New Japan Fale Dojo tryout uh, yesterday and got uh, got a young lion spot at the Fale Dojo. Uh, he's phenomenal. Wow, and he's got awesome. a big future ahead of him. Um, we've got uh, Ricky South, who, if you are a big fan of Shikara, he's about to partake in the uh, Young Lions Cup in March, in a couple of weeks. He's going over there and doing that. He's another phenomenal hard worker, is literally at training every day to a point where I have to be like, hey, Ricky, like, you don't have to be here every night. Like, <laughs> you, you can go home and, I don't know, play a video game or something. Like, the wrestling's not going to disappear. It's going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. Right? No one's <laughs> going to steal the ring if you're not here. Um, but, yeah, uh, and then uh, we have the Velocity. So uh, they're a really cool uh, tag team of small flippy guys. So that's uh, Jude London and Paris De Silva. You'll see uh, Will Ospreay is – he tweets about uh, Paris De Silva a fair bit because – they did some really cool flippy stuff at a seminar and he really wants to wrestle him, So, and he's really good. Um, and then I guess I should probably say you people should check out my husband on Social Jordan because um, in five weeks, instead of having a honeymoon, we're uh, quitting our jobs and going to America to be wrestlers again because <laughs> that's what I do with my life. Yeah. Um, so instead of get, having a proper honeymoon and going and sitting on a beach or doing all of that, for three months we're going to go – live in Philadelphia and be poor wrestlers and try to make a living over ourselves somehow, some way. And he's really good. He's really, you guys should check him out. Like he's much better than me, but I'm just female. So I get more attention and that's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's facts. Like it's like, it, yeah, <laughs> there's, well, there's yeah, a lot more guys. I was going to say, there's a bigger, bigger pool of guys really than. Yeah, exactly. Guys, like it, it's, reason, it's yeah. easier to stand out in, in a, in the small smaller pool. Yeah, but I meant we mentioned obviously um, that you wrestled. Well, we mentioned WWE earlier, and you've actually had a couple of matches in NXT. I um, I'm curious yeah. as to how these opportunities come about for you. Was it you sort of banging on the door saying you want an opportunity, <laughs> or was it the other way round? Because you obviously recognise as a talent in women's wrestling on their books because you've appeared in WWE in 2015 against Tennille. Obviously, um, you mentioned earlier, and in 2018 against Kyrie Sane. Yes. Um, so they both happen very different ways. My favorite story is my first one with um, the match with Tennille. Um, I was down in Florida staying with um, with Lexi Fife, and I was staying, and there was a couple of us all staying there. Um, and we had planned to go to the taping the next day, and like we talked to. Um, Billy and Peyton and stuff about getting tickets and stuff. So they knew we were like coming um, or whatever. And then the day before we were going to go out to Halloween Horror Nights, which is like a basically Universal Studios turns into like a 
haunted houses. Yeah. And but this doesn't end till like two a.m. So it's like a very very late night, and it was like over an hour drive from where we were. But so we had to leave it. I think it was like three o'clock. Um, and so then at about two o'clock, uh, Lexi called me into her bedroom and was like, "Cool. So uh, they want you there at uh, one p.m. tomorrow. What do you have to wear?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I I just ate donuts for breakfast. What? <laughs> what?" <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yep, so what have you got? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, I think I might have packed a black dress. I don't know what I've got. And she's like, do you have jewelry? I was like, no. And she's like opened up a drawer and stuff, like pulling out like accessories and we tried to figure out how to make me look like a decent human um, for a day. And it was just, yeah, it was like this panic and stuff um, in that sense. But then, so then she tells me this at like two and then at three we have to drive to Florida, uh, to like Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights. And then I just have to go to Halloween Horror Nights and pretend to be completely cool with everything and then get home at like 3 a.m. and then tan and pack my stuff and have like a mental breakdown uh, and then <laughs> get up really early and put on all my makeup and then drive all the way back to Orlando to get there in time for this and not knowing what or where or what, like then say, hey, we want you for a match or like they were just choose they want you there i'm like i what do i bring like am i am i doing drills what like am i just there to say hello like i don't i don't know um but then i got there and i was talking to Tanielle and she was like yeah yeah we're gonna have a match and i was like oh that's really cool she's like yeah when they said like um the list of who was at lexi's i was like oh can i have shaz because i was Tanielle's last match before she went to wwe so she was like oh i thought thought it'd be a really cool story that we could tell and oh, awesome. um, stuff. So, yeah, because it was – she just started the whole Evil Emma story and she was like, so it would be really cool if we now we show, like, I'm a different Emma now, so now I can beat you and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, things like that. Um, but, yeah, so I, I I owe it all completely to Tanil and she is a godsend and I would love to wrestle her a million times yeah. in the world. And I've, I've been I've, – luckily I have wrestled her a bunch – but I want to wrestle her more. I only wrestled her like once last year. And like she was down in Australia for like two or three weeks and I was in America for the majority of it. But we did like one show on a random like Thursday night. We were just, this one show happened to work out that we were in the same area. I was like, cool, here's our match. Yeah, she's, um, still, I mean, she's yeah, still smashing it on really on the independent scene, really, isn't she? Oh my gosh. Yeah, like when she comes back from her, like, I mean, she's still, doing stuff she's still managing um over at ring of honor but like when she comes back um and is in the ring again she's going to be unstoppable like there is no like she started training when she was like 12 like to keep going for as long as she's kept going um and push through all the injuries and all the setbacks and just keep going and going and like she's so resilient yeah um she like i've feel like there's another like another run in her like i definitely feel like in a year or two years wv's gonna go oh yeah we made a mistake like yeah which we've... which we've seen them do plenty of times <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like i like cause she is she's such a talent yeah what about the the second time when you face carly saying second time second time was um because it was the it was the week after WrestleMania, so I was uh, over f- like 
like open for WrestleMania weekend wrestling. And then the week after that we had shimmer. And then I, uh, I was like just looking at the like NXT side and I was like, Oh, I wonder if there's a show. And I saw that there was a show and I was like, Hey guys, going to be in a, going to be in the area. Got anything happening? And they were like, you can come down and nothing, no promises. There's never any promises. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I was lucky enough that I got there, and they were like, "Yep, so it's you and Carrie saying tonight." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> was she champion at that okay. point, or was it sort of the build to when no. she became champion? Yeah, it was the build to when she became. She, she at the time she was feuding with uh, Lacey Evans. That's right. So yeah, yeah so because yeah, it after built to her match with Shayna. That built to yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So because I yeah I remember because Lacey did a promo after the match, but like. Yeah, that was that was me hustling. I was hustling that time. Yeah, not well, gonna lie. You, you, you say that, and they say, "Well, yeah, well, we'll see if we we have anything." No promises. They're probably thinking, oh, "I do." Like this, we've got our opponent. Like that's that's ideal. Yeah. But, so it's yeah, it's just got to keep trying and keep making yourself valuable in some way. I yeah, guess. And, yeah, definitely. Well, well, like you said, we we spoke about. Well, we spoke of Shimmer quite a few times. It's probably considered yes. one of the biggest women's companies in the world, really, and and definitely in the US. And you've been a huge part of that for a long time. You were even champion there last year for a while. Some of the best women's wrestlers in the world are there, having incredible matches. It is places like Shimmer and Shine being slept on by wrestling fans, craving these amazing women's matches. Do you think, in your opinion? I think if you're a fan of women's wrestling, there is no way you could even imagine sleeping on Shimmer. Yeah. <laughs> like every the the amount of the alumni is yeah, that's the correct term. The alumni that have <laughs> gone on and been part of this women's revolution, like you pay, you've got Paige, you've got Tennille, you've got Bailey, like you've got Natalia, you've got all these girls that they everyone came through Shimmer, yeah. like. It, it is part of who, like, of the women's wrestling revolution. I don't think without Dave Prezak and his, like, vision for women's wrestling back in, it was, like, 2005 or, yeah, I think 2005 or 2007. Gosh, I'm bad with years. Um, but, it, like, without that vision, like, and giving girls that opportunity to wrestle and, like, actually wrestle, I don't think this women's revolution would even be fathomable. Fathom- I don't know. I'm trying to say big words. Fa- fathomable. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I, I completely agree. Like the, uh, the shows that they seem to put on and, and the names that, you know, go through the doors there. Um, people who crave women's wrestling and, and you know, and, and complaining about, stuff that's happening at WWE for women's yep. wrestling. They need to check these these companies out, definitely. Exactly. Now, another company that I'm quite shocked to see that you haven't had on your resume is Stardom. Now, I'm, I'm guilty that I don't watch enough of it still. Uh, is Stardom a goal for you going forward, or has there been opportunities turned down in the past there? Because in my eyes, you would seem like an awesome fit for a company like Stardom. Stardom is my dream. It's my absolute dream. I don't think that I'm their dream, but that's okay. We just can. It's okay. I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, but 
yeah, I, 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 wrestling in Japan in general is just that's sort of my goal. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to wrestle a lot of the TJPW girls, and I would love to be a part of TJPW or DDT, that whole um, roster, because I just think it's so fun and, like, the characters are so completely big. At, like, they're bigger and larger than life, and they're all so different, and everyone has their thing, and, I like, I love that in wrestling when everyone has something so unique about them. Um, so right now that's probably a bigger goal for me. Uh, but stardom is obviously like I would I would be there in a second if they said hey tomorrow be there I'd be like okay I'm here sir please <laughs> tell me what to do I am ready to wrestle <laughs> definitely well keep doing what you're doing keep knocking on the door because I'm pretty sure um, a place like stardom would love to have you eventually I'm sure just keep working hard um, I want to talk to you a few I want to ask you a few more questions before I let you go but just maybe a few more quick fun ones um, maybe okay. in like a quick fire kind of way because I don't want to keep you keep you all night um, so let's start off with what's your favourite opponent that you've ever faced uh, Madison Eagles okay Easy. what is your favourite ever match was it with the same opponent yes <laughs> yeah where was that like the favourite match that I've had yeah um, there's uh, me and Madison Eagles uh, at uh, House of Hardcore in Sydney in 2017. Uh, it's my favorite match just because we're on House of Hardcore, so we're on a show that had like Tommy Dreamer and Billy Gunn and like all these guys that didn't see women's wrestling probably as women's wrestling because that's not the generation that they grew up with um, and to come back from that match and have them be impressed by what we did was just crazy. And plus there was like 1200 people in the crowd. So that was pretty insane. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, they're born of a generation of brown panties matches. So to go out and steal the show with a a decent women's match is, is gotta be something. Yeah. Um, What is your favorite company to work for? Uh, it Peter PWA will always be yeah your home home yeah if I could make a living and just wrestle at PWA every week with my best friends all the time I would happily do that and never leave my little circle <laughs> <laughs> but that's not realistic but like that's it's that that's my home that's like that's all my best friends that's everyone that I train with every day like it's that's something that I've been a part of for. 10 years and helped build from nothing not nothing it wasn't nothing but like i the the growth that i've seen in that company and that i've been there for the hard times when there was 30 people to now when there's hundreds of people like it's like i will yeah always always want to be at pwa if i can yeah what about when you go to america is it is it shimmer do you think or do you enjoy chikara a lot but what's what's your sort of favorite when you go to america it's like it's they're they're both my like you like they're both my favorite for very different reasons like shimmer is like that's women's wrestling whereas like shikara is something that's so completely different to anything else like they're both so unique and different yeah like they're not comparable like it's not like, I don't know, a regular wrestling company compared to another regular wrestling company. Yeah. It's like the mecca of women's wrestling and then like the mecca of American Lucha Libre comic book fun 
story, read all the novels and play the games and you'll figure out the storyline yeah fun times yeah i mean i remember when <laughs> they're, I, they're very my, different my first exposure to kara was like seeing a clip where someone was doing like magic and stuff and i thought what the hell is this and then when i eventually like watched some of the shows like i'm a big comic book fan i'm a big superhero fan i absolutely loved it like it was so up my alley yeah and i never thought it would be you know wrestling and superheroes because i really do love like legitimate fighting in my wrestling like that's why i'm a big fan mm. of the stuff that happens in japan the strong style and and progress where it you know it looks like it hurts and you know there's um incredible wrestlers who could be mma like fighters so they, they mm. genuinely like badasses and then i'm watching chikara and i'm thinking this is so much fun like this is amazing <laughs> So. And it is. And, like, um, when they do trios, they do on the second day, they do this thing that's uh, the fan conclave, which is, like, just, like, there's games and, like, I don't, there's just lots of activities happening. You just play video games with the fans and the wrestlers and then they play, like, music. Like, it's just, like, I was like, this is this is wrestling heaven. Yeah. This is yeah. just, like, if I was still just a fan or a kid this would have been the greatest day of my life like yeah, and like the, the, i just get I to play the, games with my wrestlers yeah and the king of trios like they have a theme obviously every year like they've had harry mm. potter pokemon, pokemon. <laughs> how great is that yeah it's insane i love it um okay then what is your dream opponent to face that you haven't faced already del rey sarah del rey yeah but, that's a good shout yeah like i'm very surprised you haven't actually faced her to be honest I know. I she left Shimmer. I think it was like my second or third sh- taping was her last. Yeah. So oh. it was like a. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously, if she ever wants to come back to the ring and uh, be on shows again, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> WWE contact you about joining a mixed match tag challenge. Of all the WWE roster, what male worker would you want to be your tag partner? Oh, this is a tricky one. Oh, I was not ready for this. (laughs) Oh, Oh. I don't know. Gosh, there's so many. Can I? mm, mm. Go on, name name a couple. Throw some at us. Um, I want Drew Gulak. Yeah, that's a great shout. He's amazing. Chikara Legend. Um, Yes. uh, Gosh. Um, Jonah Rock now that he's he's there because he would just kill everyone and yep. I would be like ah that's happening that's I'm just chilling <laughs> um, gosh I don't know I'm trying to like I just watched the pay-per-view and my brain's going blank I'm like who wrestles um, everyone wrestles oh gosh um, oh, John Cena yeah I'll have yeah. John Cena as a tag partner why not that seems that seems pretty fun yeah. that seems pretty pretty decent he's a a good winning streak yeah sometimes not recently but like (laughs) generally he's got a new fun move where he looks like he punches people and he he doesn't that's cool yeah and he has some hair it's great (laughs) what about then if someone was to ask you who was very uneducated in women's wrestling to name a women's event that you may or may not have been part of it's up to you um that would showcase all the fundamentals needed to create a women's wrestling fan for life. What show are you telling them to watch? Mm. That is tricky. You are tricky. Hmm. Gosh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um. 
probably Wrestle Queendom. Like, that was such a huge thing in women's wrestling and such a big event. that, And I think it had a little bit of something for everyone. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably probably a good place to start. And then, you know, every single shimmer ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and specifically all my matches, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, then what about if you weren't a wrestler? What was your dream job be? Uh, hmm. Just to get paid to like eat and go to the gym. <laughs> that would that would be ideal. Yeah. To be a YouTube, I yeah no. To be a mook banger on YouTube. What's the so like okay so a mook banger or mook banging whatever. <laughs> Is that an Australian? It sounds term? horrible. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a it's a YouTube thing. I think it's very it's much more popular in like. Uh, japan i think right um but there's a lot of american mukbangers and stuff and it's basically the concept is that you just buy lots and lots and lots and lots of food and then you sit down and you just have like a single shot like a camera filming you um and then you just eat all your food and you talk to the camera and the concept of it is like that people that are like lonely will like sit down and um watch your video and eat their dinner while you're eating your dinner and it's like they're having a meal with someone but you just eat stupid amounts of food as well while you're doing it. That sounds amazing. I might have to do yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going to start my own. And people uh, make lots mu- of money. Yeah. What is it? Mook banging? Mook banging. M-U-K-B-A-N-G. Uh, I-N-G. Well, I'm going to have to get into this, this business because that sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Last question for you <laughs> that I have. Um, last quick fire one. If both approached you right now offering you the same contract... Who would Ooh. you want to sign for, WWE or AEW? Who? Probably, if it was the same money. Yep, exactly the same, same contract. Exact same, exact same contract. Probably AEW. Yeah. Because I'd like to be a part of history. Yeah, definitely. And I was hoping that you'd would say be that guaranteed as well. history. Yeah. Whereas, like, not that. Like WWE is obviously the dream, yeah. Um, but it wouldn't be a history-making deal. No, definitely, because I think AEW is a once-in-a-lifetime thing that's ever going to happen. We're no, we we're never going to have a company built on the, the the massive fan base that these sort of six guys have had in the elite um from just the rise of the internet like we mentioned earlier just a huge impact on wrestling the rise of the internet creating such a buzz for the for the elite um that it's got to the point where they've got someone who is willing to put money into them in in the can family who by the way is an incredibly rich man um yes and, (laughs) and, and 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 putting his trust in in these guys to put in a great show and so far um you know People complained about the production value at the first uh, show that they did, the uh, first announcement, the second announcement. All the production values were up, and they just seemed to be listening to the fans, doing everything right. They're scouring the globe, looking for the the best uh, talent. If they they keep saying so, I'm really excited for AEW, yeah. and I think it's incredible I'm for wrestling. Very excited. Yeah, I not... think it's going to be so completely different to anything that we're currently yeah have access to, and so. Uh, like whether or like however it goes i just think it's it's going to be it's good it's a good thing for the wrestling business it's a good thing for wrestlers and i'm really excited and really happy for everyone that has gotten to be a part of it yeah um, 
because it's going to be crazy. Like, I could, I can't even, I can't wait for double or nothing to happen. And then, like, I just think it's going to be like balls out, like straightforward from there. And everyone's just going to be like, oh my God, what is happening in this world? And no one's going to know. And we're just going to be completely blown away. And there's just going to be so much content and wrestling. And yeah, I just, I'm very excited. Me too. I mean, the, the the diversity as well of the roster. You know, we've got the transgender wrestler. We've got Sunny Kiss. Um, they're really putting a spotlight and and changing um, things like changing all these things in wrestling, which I think yeah. is amazing as well. Exactly, um, but they don't have a short blonde girl yet. So uh... that is very true. <laughs> I think they're definitely everyone needs one. one of them. Yeah. Do they hey? have an Australian yet? No, no. not to my knowledge. Well, so hey. Wink, exactly. wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. You're listening, right, Cody? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> he listens every week. He's told me. Obviously. Yeah. Do you know, I generally met Cody uh, a couple of, well, in December before this announcement was made. And he said to me, because I'd said, oh, um, could you do a shout out for my podcast? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So him and Brandy said, like, subscribe to Omega Luke and everything for me. It was wonderful. Like, amazing bloke to speak to. Absolutely incredible. And Comrade Thompson yeah. was sat behind him and I just met Comrade. And he goes, hey, he looked. He pulled me over. and He goes, "Hey, uh, if there is a Starcast too, I'm not saying there is because if there is, why don't you go over to to Comrade right now and go speak to him because we need some more uh, UK based podcasts at Podcast Row." And I was like, "Yeah." And he went, "No, I'm being serious." So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then my my friend came through after, and then he goes, "Oh, do you go on his podcast too?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, D- "Does he talk about me? Like, is he nice about me?" So he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we speak about you all the time." He was like. Go tell him to go speak to Comrade. And I never did, but I fully regret it now because there is a Starcast yeah, too. Yeah, because now there is a Starcast too. Yeah. I'm going to be there, so exactly. you should have been there. And then we could have hung out. Exactly. Not really. I, I would have just been sitting there going, oh my God, why is no one buying my stuff? Oh, because there's real famous people here and not just me. I'd have just been I staring understand. at Taker. Like, how is that <laughs> right? guy here? That is that's oh, weird. That is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Did not oh, expect that. One bit. Did yeah. not expect that. No. Not at all. So, incredible. Well, Shaz McKenzie, this has been amazing. I've really thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's been an absolute honour to speak to you and get to know you a little bit more. Where can people find you on the social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Shazza underscore McKenzie. Uh, sometimes I tweet things that people get angry at um, and I don't mean to. <laughs> I'm just... It's usually I just tweet at like 4 a.m. when I'm really tired and at the gym and I just have thoughts and then I'm like, send it. And then suddenly like Twitter is just at me and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I should not have, yep. Like it's not offensive (laughs) stuff. It's just like thoughts that come into my head that apparently everyone's like, no, I disagree with you. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But but I'm fun to follow because of that. Exactly. Um, I'm working on not doing that as much. Uh, I've only had one fight this year. <laughs> Success. Uh, uh, my Instagram is basically just gym selfies. Uh, occasionally I'll post a wrestling poster or a wrestling action shot um, or my pre-match photo. That's a, that's pretty regular content on there, but still yep. follow it, like it. It gives me validation. Yep. Um, and then I have a Facebook page, which nobody really follows, but like a couple of thousand people do, but like it's, I, it's just content, but you can go follow that. I think it's like Shazza McKenzie pro wrestler. Cause I couldn't just get slash Shazza McKenzie for some reason. Apparently <laughs> someone stole my name. I don't know. 
I always find though Facebook is a lot harder to promote for for wrestling. Like I I have a Facebook page and hardly like you said no one's on it compared to to Twitter where it's very easy to grow and and Instagram mm. I don't use as much but it, it is quite easy to grow uh, especially I suppose if you are a wrestler because just posting you know photos of you wrestling or or in your ring gear um, is is going to help. Um, I hear you also have some merchandise coming out. I believe is that correct? Oh yeah. So I just it would have just finished when we started recording this. Um, I had a pre-sale for uh, my t-shirt, which ended about forty minutes ago, or however oh. long we've been on this podcast. <laughs> so, but but that happened. Yeah. But um, when is that coming out gonna, in full? So um, I'm gonna try and get it out in the next week or two just depends on printing and everything yeah like that um and then i've but i've also got a couple of other designs in the works that i don't physically have yet but they will all be coming out i intend to have a um usa tour exclusive one for when i get to america um at the end of march so that'll be one that i only 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 sell at shows um, and only shows in America, unless I don't sell them all, and then I'll probably bring them back and then do some huge sale and try to get rid of them because I'll yeah. just be stuck with a bunch of shirts. But you know, yeah. in theory, I will just be selling them in person at shows in America. So come prepared to give me money for those well, when I have them. You mentioned these shows. <laughs> Where can people find you for these shows? What what live events do you have coming up? Do you have any of these dates and shows announced yet in America? Yes, I do. Um, so in America, I have. The first weekend I get there, I've got March 29 is Rise, and then we've got Shimmer Weekend, so that's the 30th and the 31st. Uh, And then we head to New York, and then on the Wednesday for Mania Week, uh, I've got Battle Club Pro. Uh, On Friday, announced, I've got – well, I mean, I'm not announced for Shimmer, but, like, I'm going to be there, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Spoiler. Sorry, Dave. I'm going to be at Shimmer. Um, uh, so I've got Shimmer uh, and then in, at, I think that's at like 11 a.m. and then at 3.30 in the afternoon I have uh, Black Label Pro. And then on the Saturday I have, uh, oh gosh, my brain's, um, Nova Pro. Um, and that's at midday. Uh, and so I'm just kind of all over WrestleMania weekend. There might be some more stuff. There might not be. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That's what's announced, though. I mean, yeah. Shimmer's not announced, but like, guys, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Like, it's, well, I'm sorry. We 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 know we know uh, NXT also do like access weekends as well. You know, if you've, you've just got to let them know they that you're do. in the area, you never know what might happen. Just hey, guys, I know every single professional wrestler in the entire world is in town this week. Yeah. But I also am. <laughs> yeah. So get on it. <laughs> I think that's what the way you should go with it as well. But yeah, that's how you should like, you should best them. Definitely. Like I know you hired every single free agent that you wanted this year already, but I'm here. Here I am, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. See you there. Um, well, you can't see it, but I'm like pointing and winking while I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, at the WrestleMania sign. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I certainly look forward to seeing you a lot more this year. Um, I can't wait to see what you have coming up. But thank you once again for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.